Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted to continue to find ways to give back to individuals that want to get into this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. Each week, I'll have the privilege to sit down with top-ranking professionals in our industry. You'll hear their career path, what they look for in successful people, and ultimately a few key takeaways for you to apply to your everyday. Time certainly flies. It's crazy to think it's season four of 52 Weeks of Hustle already. With season four, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are current in the industry and three hustle hot seat questions. And... Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, on to our guests this week. Having a career in sports doesn't always mean you have to start in sports. Much of a career path is that learning experience along the way to help build a successful career. Our next guest did just that, and I'm excited to share his story as we welcome Jason Tedrow, President and CEO in Production. Jason, welcome to the show. Travis, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Jason, very excited to talk about your career and certainly the role you're in now within production. And, and going back to the beginning, you attended Western Michigan University where you received, received a degree in industrial engineering. What did you think you were going to do career-wise? Wow. Well, first of all, go Broncos. <laughs> there you go. Kalamazoo. Uh, you know, what I, what I wanted to do was, um, you know, I, I think as an industrial engineer, you kind of learn how to solve problems, fix things, you know, help companies be better, things like that. And I kind of uh, that was that was what I wanted to do. I, I assumed that in my career I'd go out and you know find struggling companies and and just help them be it through a manufacturing problem or profitability or whatever. That was that was kind of always what I wanted to do. Absolutely, and, and you know your first opportunity out of school was with the Kellogg Company, and then on to the Amway Corporation. First couple roles as industrial engineer, and and so kind of leads into your career path. But then you know as you think back to some of those early experiences. What is one thing you know now that you wish you would have known back then? You, you know, and, and I, uh, whenever I'm coaching like young college students and things like that, the one thing I, I constantly talk about is just doing a better job building your network and keeping in touch with, with, with folks you meet along the way. I, I don't think I did a very good job of that early on. And, and I really, uh, uh, I think I lost touch with a lot of folks that I, I wish I would have stayed better connected with. No, absolutely. And it's all a lot about who you know, but more important than who you know, like who you can continue to learn from and grow from. And, you know, Jason, for your end, as you build your career, you, you go on to work with, with ConAgra Foods for five and a half years, which is a consumer packaged good company. And along the way, as you've continued to evolve in your career and go grow within organizations, you get into leadership. Why was leadership the right fit for you? Uh, that's a great question. I would say, um, I think the two things that I feel Personally, I, I feel I, I do fairly well. It's solve problems, and I think I'm fairly good with people, right? So I think if you can solve problems, be good with people. You know, all business is a people business. So um, I think that that translates well to getting into a leadership role. And I love that you say that because, you know, often in 52 Weeks of Hustle and our guests have talked about the value of people. And to your point, it doesn't matter what industry or what role or even what job. It's it's all about the value of people. People lead. Everything else follows. Money, title, responsibility. And you know, from your end in your career kind of journey, you go on to spend six years with Lafarge Cement, a cement manufacturer, and then on to a few other supply chain companies. Throughout some of these experiences, much of it was in engineering, logistics, distribution. How do you feel like some of those experiences have helped you transition to what you're doing now within production and running an organization? Oh, okay. Um well, uh, I guess a couple of things, you know, especially like with my time at Lafarge, you know, I, I, it gave me an opportunity to work with some really tremendous leaders kind of with a, 
a global experience. It's a global company, you know, so I, I got different level of experiences, got exposure to different types of people, um, which I thought was invaluable for me, different perspectives, things like that. Um, and I think anytime you're working in supply chain operations, logistics, um, I think the number one lesson there is if something can go wrong, it will. <laughs> so it, it, it was a really valuable lesson to, to be able to anticipate where the problems are going to come from and then, you know, have the kind of, you know, presence to, to figure out how to work through those issues when they do pop up. I think that was probably, probably the most valuable thing I took away from my experience in supply chain and operations and things like that. Absolutely. And as you move on, you know, just over five years ago, you transitioned over to what you do now with within production. It's the largest provider of temporary seating, staging structures, tents, scenic production to, to sports, entertainment festivals, you name it. Uh, but I'm not here to sell it. I'll, I'll kick it to you. What's your elevator pitch for in production? My elevator pitch for in production. I would say uh, in production is the premier venue transportation and event services company in the industry. Um, you know, and, and what makes us different, we have the experience, the equipment, the expertise, kind of to take any any one of our clients' dreams and kind of make that into a reality. They have a vision for what they want their event to look like, um, and, and we've got the ability to do that. So I'll put you on the spot a little bit there. You know, you talk about the vision uh, and building, you know, kind of that customized approach, which is always really fun to do when you're in the sales environment. What would you say is the most unique kind of build that you have been a part of that a customer has, has brought to you and then you guys have figured it out? Oh, boy. Um, well, we, 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 we put a baseball stadium in a cornfield. That was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, we were, we're wrapping up building some very high-end hospitality suites in the in the middle of Las Vegas for the upcoming F1 for, race. For the F1, yep. Um, and the mere fact that that we can help the the NHL put hockey rinks inside of baseball stadiums. Yeah, uh, those are three things that that jump out at me as some of the my favorite things that we've ever done. You know, it's really cool because you you often in this business talk about innovation and that those are some innovative things that have now, now it's just normal. Yep. We know every year there's going to be the cornfield game, you know, and, and F1 is just getting so crazy with the high end hospitality. And then, and certainly between the winter classic and the outdoor games is, is awesome. And so, well, yeah, well, and Travis, I'd be remiss if I didn't say also building a stadium around a par three at a golf, a golf event in Phoenix, uh, every Super Bowl weekend. So but yeah, the waste management open. Yeah. I, uh, I've been into that suite. Those are, those are entertaining. Yep. Great, great times. Well, Jason, you started, you know, within production as the vice president of operations and, and quickly moved up, moved up into the president CEO role. So from your own end, what do you feel like you've done on a consistent basis to continue to get elevated and promoted, not only just within production, but with, with all the entities and companies you've worked for? Um, well, within production, um, you know, I was very fortunate to to come into a business that just has an unbelievably talented team, right? So uh, the folks in, in the business are, are 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 some of the best I've ever worked with. So for me, it's it's kind of communicating and listening, um, kind of uh, working with uh, an already very talented team to to help deliver results. And I think anywhere I've been, um, you know, I think making sure you have an emphasis on communication, you know, being collaborative with your team and, and coming up with the plans, listening. And at the end of the day, for, for all of us, uh, you know, how you get promoted, how you get the next opportunity, how you, you know, you move on is, is delivering results. I mean, you have yeah. to be consistent delivering results. And if you miss, you know, find out why, be open and honest about it and fix it and move on. 
Yeah, it's a results-driven business. You know, and from your end, on kind of the flip side, and this is something you're continuing to enhance there within production, you know, as a company, like you've had the opportunity to go other places. I'm sure a lot of your employees, but you've been able to retain a lot of your key employees like yourself. What does in production do as a company to help do that? So uh, I would say it's three things. It's the work, the people, and the opportunities. And and what I I mean by that is, is we have the opportunity to work on some of the greatest projects in this space. I mean, um, you know, uh, some of the most premier events, I mean, you turn your TV on on the weekend, you see something cool that we're doing, right? So, so people love the work. Uh, the, the people in this company are just special. We have a, we have an amazing culture. Um, it's, it's, you know, we work really hard, you know, um, we work really hard to make sure we've got, uh, a a team that's going to work together. If you're joining the team, it's a, you know, it's a it's a jump in and help wherever you can. It's a high grit environment. Um, so um, I would say it's you know the people and then and then you know we offer some tremendous opportunities. I mean, if you look around at the leadership team of in production, I've got several folks who have been here 15, 20, 30 years, and a lot of them have started you know as the fifth person in a five man crew building these jobs, and now they're at you know director yeah. and and VP and above level jobs. So so we we provide a tremendous opportunity for folks who want to come in learn the business, add value, and, and try new things. Grow it. comes back to people as well. Jason, throughout your time at the organization, what is something you and your team are most proud of? Uh, so, so we've done some really cool jobs, right? And you could go down the list of any number of discrete, unique jobs that we've done and point to and say, that's amazing. No one else could have done it. And we did that. And, and, but what I would say without a doubt, and I bet most people on my team would say the same thing is the way the business performed during COVID is the thing that I personally am most proud of, uh, of myself and of the team, you know, how we managed to, you know, not just, you know, as an event company to, 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 to make it through a, you know, a year of, of basically COVID shutdowns and events getting canceled and things like that. And, 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 um, you know, the fact that we came out on the other side of that, a better business, um, we had better processes, a stronger team, and and that you know ninety five percent plus of the folks who who left during the COVID downtime came back. Came back, right? Yep. So you know our performance and the fact that you know the, the our retention of our of our of our team was just something I'm just incredibly proud of. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Jason Tedrow, President and CEO at In Production. 
Jason, let's get into three hot topics. You know, question one, you've always been one that is clearly willing to take some risks, knowing that there are very calculated risks and have always been very innovative as a, as a business professional. What advice do you have for the listeners that may help them be more innovative or just willing to put themselves out there in that business environment? You know, uh, this reminds me of my, my favorite quote is from Richard Branson. At least it's attributed to Richard Branson. So I'm going to say <laughs> it um, where he said, uh, if someone offers you a great opportunity, but you don't know if you can do it, just say yes and figure it out. I think that, I love you it. know, I think 95% of my opportunities I've said yes to in my career probably fall under that, that category. So don't be afraid. If you wait till you're ready, it's never going to happen. If you wait till you're ready to have kids, it's not going to happen. Wait till you're like, you just, yep. if you have a great opportunity that comes your way, if, just take it and figure it out. You know, it's interesting you say that because oftentimes, right, in life and certainly in business setting, people are like, just do what your gut tells you. And then people right. start getting in their own way and getting their own mind. It's like, hey, if the opportunity is out there, go figure it out. You know, and right. successful people are going to figure it out. And even going back to your first point, you know, a couple of questions ago when it's like, sometimes you just have to learn from mistakes. You may give that opportunity. You may Absolutely. you may make a mistake, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. To be Onward and upward. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've made plenty of mistakes in my career, but it's a matter of you can't dwell on it. You got to learn from it and, and move on. You know, so. and for most listeners that, that listen to the podcast, they're in sports and entertainment. There's not too many big mistakes that you can make that are going to like be life or death. Right. So we'll be okay. You know, Jason, question two, at In Production, you're often meeting with high-level executives, C-level executives at, at sports and entertainment entities. What's your advice to listeners on being prepared and finding ways to differentiate themselves when talking to that decision maker? You know, I think with with, with talking to any leader or any peer or, or uh, in, in that kind of setting, it's all about just, you know, you have to be confident and comfortable in your abilities and you have to just bring solutions, you know, be able to solve problems. I mean, the reason you're in the room and the reason that, you know, everyone's in that room is there's a problem, there's an issue, there's an opportunity that needs to be solved. And, you know, as long as you're comfortable and confident in your, in your, uh, in your abilities and your, your ability to help solve that problem, I mean, you belong there. So. No, I love it. Cause it's, you, we often talk about in, in sales, it's, you have a value proposition as a seller and a value proposition the customer has. Your goal is to marry them together. Uh, and so solution-based selling. Love it. Yep, absolutely. Finally, question three, you know, staying ahead of the curve is always in, important. How has in-production evolved over the last few years and what will you continue to focus on moving forward? You know, I think one of the ways that we've evolved is, you know, we've taken on, um, you know, some bigger, more unique projects and, and, and those all came about because of the investments that we've made in, in people and equipment. So uh, when I say the investments in people, it's bringing talent into the business, either from, a, you know, the builders, the project managers, the executives. Um, so bringing the people into the business that, that uh, you know, they can, they can sell the work, that can find the work, they can build the work and, and execute. And then, and then I think one of the biggest uh, things that's, that's, that's helped us in addition to our team is, is just, the gear that we brought in and it really differentiates us from the problems or the solutions we're able to problems we're able to solve and solutions we're able to bring to our, to our clients. I mean, new types of structures, new types of things that, you know, that the market's looking for, you know, everyone wants nicer hospitality structures and things like that right now. We've made tremendous investments in that and we're able to then use that, that gear everywhere. So that's a, that's a big item for us that's contributed to our, our success over the last five to six years. I love it. And Jason, what a great career. As you think back, what's been your best memory? You know, I think one of my best memories throughout my career, um, 
I think the first time I went to the Phoenix Open, and you know, we had, it's a it's a huge project for us. Uh, tremendous customer, uh, you know, tons of uh, of folks. That's a a bucket list item for them to go go to that event. When I went to that that event the first time after meeting the clients and everything, and and when I saw how the clients, uh, you know, first off, you see two hundred thousand people, or whatever, just having a great time. But when you see how the clients are, they're just such amazing people, and how they would. Um, how they received our team and how appreciative they were of the work that we had done. Um, and, and again, kind of transforming their vision into a reality. I think to me, that was, that was really an eye opening moment in my career. Like just how important what we do is and how much it matters to so many people. You know, I go back to, um, uh, you know, PT Barnum's quote where he said, you know, the noblest art is that of making others happy. I mean, you could just look around and see a quarter million people just so happy to be there. So to me, that's one of my favorite memories when I realized just how amazing it was and how impactful it was of, of what we do. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Jason, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey, both personally and professionally. And to close that, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. If you could have any actor play you in a movie, who would it be? I guess I'd probably uh, let you know Matt Damon and Brad Pitt fight it out to see which mm-hmm. one can do it. I think, yeah, probably down to those two. That's fair. What's a clothing style trend that you would love to bring back? I would kill to have it be socially acceptable to wear T-shirts with unbuttoned flannel shirts over them again. That was was my uniform in the early '90s. That's, yeah. I, I would love that to come back. I always kind of joke by the time, like, you know, if you just store it away in your closet, you wear it again. Eventually, it'll come back <laughs> in style. So maybe to. you can maybe you can set set the trend. I could maybe maybe our next time we do this, that's what I'll be wearing. There you go. If you hosted a late night talk show, who would be your first guest? Oh, I'd love to have all three of the smartless podcast hosts on. You know, uh, you know, Will Arnett, Jason, maybe Sean Hayes. I think that would be a riot to spend some time with. With the, I don't think I'd be able to talk. I think the three of them would just kind of talk. But it'd be some fun other, conversations. But, but it would be fun. I'd, I'd enjoy that. To close it out, Jason, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Uh, I'll go back to what we said earlier on, you know, if someone offers you a great opportunity, just, just take it to say yes to great opportunities and, and figure it out Two, uh, I go back to, you know, one of my favorite business books is, uh, the ideal team player of Lencioni. And he said, the ideal team player is humble, hungry, and smart. I think you can go a long way being humble, yeah. hungry, and smart. I know that's what we look for when we look at adding people to the team. And the third thing is just, just, you know, um, uh, just display grit when things get rough. I mean, you just have to grind through it sometimes. You just have to fight through it. You know, it might not feel good. It might uh, might be uh, the last thing you want to do, but just, you know, just grind through the challenges. I promise it's worth it on the other side. Jason, thank you so much. What a great career. Always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Travis, this was a great time. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for the invitation. This was fun. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.